0: hi i'm logan and this is living with an alcoholic the podcast that talks about well living with an alcoholic or an addict and the struggles you encounter and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact these are my stories and things i've learned along the way and how the program of al-anon has helped me i hope this helps you too welcome so it's the end of 2022 who knows when you're listening to this. But happy 2023. Happy 2023. That sounds so crazy. That sounds so crazy. Because so many of us lived with or live with an alcoholic. We live in active use. So many of you who have reached out to me Or actively living with an alcoholic. I am blessed to not be at this time. Very blessed. Very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. So many of you have told me about the trauma. Not knowing if you can handle it. Not knowing if you're strong enough for it. Not knowing if you can live like that. And you're at wits' end. You're at wits' end, and you just can't keep going because it's too much. And I get that feeling. I remember those feelings, those days, those nights. I remember being so tired of it. So tired of it, and so angry, and so hurt so frustrated and so over all of it I remember those my first marriage was a mess my first marriage my husband would leave in the middle of the night I wouldn't know where he was I wouldn't know if he was safe I didn't know who he was with what he was doing with that person that he was with I I didn't know any of those things. I felt crazy. Not only was he abusive, but the addiction made him this horribly, horribly big of an asshole. And he would disappear. He wouldn't come home until 7, 8, 9 o'clock in the next morning. He would take my car. I would have to miss work I couldn't get the kids to school all kinds of stuff he would just disappear he would just disappear and expect me to be okay with the fact that he disappeared and not to ask questions he would tell me it was none of my fucking business I remember feeling crazy I remember feeling crazy because I would think, "How is it not my fucking business? You're my fucking husband. You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to be home with your family. You're supposed to take care of your family. How is it not my business?" I remember that. I remember the worry and the stress and the anger. God, the anger. You guys, I I was an angry, angry person. I remember the irrational decisions I made in anger so many times over and over and over again because I was angry, irrational hurt decisions, hurtful things I said and I did because I was angry, because I was at wit's end and I couldn't take it anymore and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know I didn't have to react to it I didn't know I could ignore it I didn't know I could live my own life I didn't know I could just shrug my shoulders and ignore the shit out of him I didn't know there was a group of people that I could go and talk to about how I felt I didn't know 20 years ago somebody knew in my life 20 years ago somebody took me to an Al-Anon meeting and they said I think you need this you live with an addict and I thought they were crazy and I thought they were absolutely bad shit crazy and I wanted nothing to do with it and I left getting nothing out of it being standoffish and holding my arms and Completely, this is a bunch of hooey. These people are all crazy. Everything's fine in my life. I didn't know. I had no clue I lived with an addict. There weren't podcasts. There weren't things available to me like there are now. There's not people out there talking about this. <coughs> It was 20 years ago. Mental health wasn't talked about like it is now. I had no clue. If I would have known 20 years ago there was a way to handle this situation, there was a way to handle this life, there's a way to live my life separate than the alcoholics so and that I could be happy and content and free I think I would have stayed. I think I would have listened and I would have paid attention and I would have taken suggestions and I would have kept going back to those meetings. I didn't get it at the time. I didn't get that alcoholism and addiction was a disease. I didn't get that it affected me and it affected the way I reacted. I didn't get that I was a control freak because of it. I didn't get that I was angry because of it. I didn't understand any of it. I didn't understand those things because I wasn't ready to. And because nobody talked about it. Because it wasn't as readily available and as open and as talked about as it is now I didn't understand and 15 years later I started to understand I was with a man who was in recovery who suggested Al-Anon to me that I would do much better I would be less of a control freak And then that man relapsed. And I got angry and discontent and insane again. And I did every hurtful thing you can think of. I cussed and I screamed and I yelled and I cursed him and, well, fuck you. You're going to leave me for alcohol. I'll find somebody else. I'll find somebody better. I am not proud of that behavior not proud of it at all I did that twice because I didn't understand but I took that first step and I walked into an Al-Anon meeting a mess angry and upset and not knowing what else to do or where else to turn to his friends in the program were no help to me because they just kept telling me, just let him go, just let him go. He has to want it for himself. And I thought, shit, this is not how we live life. Why doesn't he want it enough for me? Why doesn't he love me enough? Back to that same thought process that I had when I was married. Why doesn't he love me enough? Why doesn't he love me enough? And I thought about that over and over and over again. And as years passed and I entered Al-Anon and I learned about the disease of alcoholism and addiction, slowly, slowly, guys, this isn't a quick fix. This will never be a quick fix. Living with an alcoholic and learning to live with an alcoholic is never going to be a quick fix. It's never going to happen overnight. It's just not. It can't. It's a slow process. It doesn't happen overnight. But slowly, as time progressed, and he relapsed again, I learned. I had to live my own life. I learned that it wasn't that he didn't love me. But the drink, the disease, it all made him think that he loved that more. That he needed that more than he needed me. So many of you don't understand that as you come into this it is not that your loved one does not love you they truly love you but the disease skews that thought process the disease makes it where they think They need it more and more to control the guilt that they feel because they'll stop feeling guilty if they start drinking. But they feel guilty for drinking and then they need more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it. And it's a continuous battle of needing more to stop the feeling that they're having because they're doing the drinking. It is this horribly vicious whirlwind of a cycle that they get into and you don't realize it you don't realize it it takes so long to learn to live with an alcoholic it takes so much time and so much patience so much grace you have to give yourself grace you have to give to your loved ones it doesn't happen overnight. I am still every day a ball of anxiety. Still every day something happens that, oh my God, I know he's going to relax and this is just going to start all over again. What in the hell am I going to do? And he's going to drain the bank account and I can't take care of myself by myself. I can't afford these bills without him working. What do I do? <coughs> he's going to pee all over the bed. I can't stand to see him drunk. He's going to throw up everywhere. We're going to run out of money because he's going to use it all in beer. There is still one thing every day that gets my head going in that spiral. One thing. At least one thing every day. It gets better with time. Now it's not 20 things a day. It's... One thing a day. Now it's not. All day. Every day. Freaking out. Worrying he's going to drink. It's just a little bit of time. Just one small thing will set me over the edge. For a little bit. And it doesn't last as long anymore. That worry. That spiral. That anger. That resentment that whole thing, it doesn't last as long anymore. It doesn't last like it used to. I don't spend all day worrying, unable to work, unable to think, unable to function. I let him live his own life now. I let him do what he wants, do what he can. I let him live his own life. And I live my life, but it took so much time. All I'm saying with this episode is, give Al-Anon a chance, and give self a chance to learn. Give your loved one a chance, give yourself a chance. Give Alan on a chance, give it time it gets better and even if they keep drinking you can learn to live with it and if you can't, you can't that's okay too sometimes it's okay to throw in the towel nobody's going to judge you if you do it doesn't mean you don't love your loved ones doesn't mean anything, it just means you can't live with it, and that's okay too. Keep reaching out this year, keep finding each other, keep trying Al Anon meetings, keep reaching out, keep coming back. Living with an alcoholic podcast at gmail.com, living with an alcoholic on Instagram reach out to me i'm i'm here to help support you you can't go through this alone nobody can keep trying guys keep coming back